0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. It is Friday, Woot Woot, June 9th. I've got a special guest on the podcast with me today. Stick around, my friend Ryan Dobson is going to encourage you. and I have been friends for a long time, and we've been trying to do each other's podcasts, but it never seems to work out between his crazy uh, travel schedule and my crazy travel season. And so uh, we had this sort of harebrained idea <laughs> to do it live on Facebook and then uh, post it to the podcast. So that's why I'm a little bit late this Friday for you. We, we recorded it live. So if you want to watch the companion video to this, uh, you can check that out at my Facebook page at Heidi St. John, the Busy Mom. Also want to just let you know that Ryan has a a really cool ministry to parent. It's called rebelparenting.org, and I'll link back to all things Ryan Dobson-related in the show notes today, but I think you're gonna love Ryan's honesty. He's pretty raw. He's a pretty honest, real guy. He's got a lot of uh, unique perspective because his father, of course, is Dr. James Dobson. And uh, I think his heart for parents and his heart for authenticity and just walking with the Lord is gonna come across loud and clear. So this is a little bit of a different format from what I normally do, Um, but it might be something that we do a little bit more of. It's also a little bit longer because I lost my Skype connection with Ryan. At one point, his internet went down. And so that part of the the conversation is probably a little bit wonky, but I hope you guys will stick with it. And I hope that the podcast today is an encouragement and a blessing to you.
1: I found this amazing tool that I want to tell all the busy moms about. Do it. And it's called blocking people. (laughs) (laughs) It is the greatest feeling in the whole world. You've never felt more free to just erase some hater from your life. So, my wife and I are putting this marriage conference on and we are so excited about it. And we did um, a video and we put it online. It's had like 7,000 views. Like, it right. went crazy for us. We're so, so stoked. Hey, busy and- moms.
0: Woo, woo. I'm on live with Ryan Dobson right now from Rebel nice. Parenting. Check it out. So,
1: you got your busy moms on now. I think we got them mom- Actually, I can see on- my
0: daughters there. Hey, Savannah. Ryan, you haven't seen Savannah in a while.
1: I see her. I follow her on on Instagram and Facebook. I I see her all the time.
0: Right in live. Come on, man. Work with me. (laughs) I know. I think since last time you saw her, she graduated from high school and got married and had two kids.
1: Yeah. It's been a Craziness. You guys don't come out here enough. (laughs) We posted this video online about our marriage conference, and a gentleman made a very rude comment about my wife. And this is an old friend of my parents. Oh. And he's been – oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if I've talked to him in – 40 years, maybe more. I dunno who knows. Maybe we've never had a conversation. But let me just tell all of you, if you're a stranger and you make a rude comment about my wife, or you say something that's gonna negatively impact my life on a regular basis, I'm just gonna block you. It's okay. I I don't hate you. I'm not gonna do anything, you know, I don't wish you ill will. I just don't want you in my life. And I just don't want you in my life that constantly, constantly spews. Political rhetoric and hate and strife and just all over your Facebook
0: page. Yeah. Oh, just. Delete all right, so, it's so here, much fun so here's something interesting though it's important I think for I think all the moms who are listening, at least on my page, we get this a lot because there's so much going on in the culture right now and people say, well it's, you're yeah. censoring people. why would you censor you're censoring somebody because it's an opposite opinion? And I'm like, no, i'm actually trying to stay godly, and I know that if I continue in a conversation with this person, I'm just going to be tempted to say something I actually don't want to say, and sometimes right. you just have to back away and sometimes that means just going, hey, we probably shouldn't we probably shouldn't communicate." via Facebook. Right.
1: Yeah. Or maybe don't talk about this subject or, you know, who knows? I want to keep friends, but if I haven't seen you in 20 years, yeah, if I haven't seen you in 20 years and you're blowing up my page with hate, I don't need to see you ever again. It's all good. (laughs) Like it's cool. If I see at the high school reunion, you know, I've got my, well, how long, how old am I? You're my age, dude. what is it? 20 or 30 year coming up? 30 year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, My 30 year comes up in two years and I'll see everybody there. Now, I'm honestly, I'm not talking to anybody from my high school, literally. No one's blowing me up. Something happened uh, like a decade ago and I decided not to go to one of my reunions because people were just blowing it up. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need to follow you, talk to you, see you. I got a life, a wife, kids, man, I got stuff going on. So, (laughs) and that's what I want to tell people. Your life is amazing right the way that it is if you invest in it. Your husband is awesome. Your kids are awesome. And you've got, I figured out, there's a thing called the five minute journal. I saw an interview with these guys, the yep, five minute journal. I know on, what you're talking about, yep. It's on gratitude. I, I've got the app, I've got the physical book, I've got, um, is it here? No, it's not on my desk. Those uh, composition notebooks. I just use those now. I don't buy the book anymore. I, d- I just wrote it on my right. own
0: because you know paper. And this is
1: yeah. My thing for for couples. If you're struggling with your husband, or if, you, if the husbands are listening on my page, if you're struggling with your wife. If you start a gratitude journal about all the things you love about your wife or about your kids, your relationship's gonna get better so fast. So fast, stop looking outside of your home for all this pleasure and joy. Start looking in your home for what really matters and what can't. Stop looking at Facebook, stop comparing. All we do is put the best on Facebook. I don't put on Facebook when I snapped at my kid and made him cry and I'm like, yay, I'm a good dad. I make my kids cry. (laughs) I got home from work and I was stressed and something happened so I yelled really loud and then both my kids cry. No, we post that on Facebook. You only post like the cutesy things. Like, I didn't, I posted just briefly. So last weekend, we tried to go camping. Laura wanted to. We drove an hour in our beat up 15 passenger van with 15 year old tires. Wait, hold no on. Line, wait, wait, wait.
0: To. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have 15 passenger yeah, yeah. van? Yeah. That might make you a homeschooler. Oh, for sure. It's a. It's our RV. I put a bed in it. Like that's I was what we came saying. in. Like that's like totally. the precursor to homeschooling. People who don't know that should probably hey, we know. Homeschool? You know we homeschool. I know. And I was thinking. No, so nobody told me this when we bought our Ford Aerostar minivan all those years ago. Like that's the precursor to homeschooling. And I wasn't going to homeschool because I didn't grind my own wheat. So.
1: Oh no no! no. I have you know, a wheat grinder, but I just buy it. I bet oh, you do, right? <laughs> If the, if the power turns off, maybe, but until then, I, I, I work out like a regular person. We drove an hour up this dirt-rutted road in the rain to go to a campground. When we got there, it was closed. Yeah, nice.
0: We just, That's a nice touch. We turned around and drove home.
1: You know? we, drove, we drove to my office and I built a fire in the fireplace. I, now I didn't talk about my kids crying because they were so sad. And then they fell asleep crying because they were so sad we didn't camp. I didn't post any of those pictures. I posted the cutesy ones of us roasting marshmallows at the fireplace, <laughs> like all those good things. And people go, oh. Ryan and Laura, what a family they have. I'm like, oh, that was
0: total BS. Like that was such a huge (laughs) lie. I didn't tell you any of the bad things. This is why I have Ryan on the podcast because I actually don't need to talk. This is going to be great. I'm just going to listen to all your stories and laugh for the next half an hour.
1: I love this stuff. This is my favorite thing. And just being real with people. Like the struggle of marriage and parenting and homeschooling is so real. Yeah. Like all this Like we have the families where they're, I mean, they're beautiful. Oh my God. There's a couple in our homeschool group. They are the most attractive couple I've ever witnessed. Their kids are gorgeous. Their hair is perfect. They're smart, athletic. Uh, We're just not that man. Like
0: Here's you what I've discovered. Me. So in 15 years of blogging and running the busy mom community, and I'm I'll be curious, moms, to know what you think about this. But I kind of think people aren't really encouraged when everybody has it all together. I think they want you to fail. Not like fail, like yeah. your whole life fail, but the most interaction I have ever gotten on a Facebook post it was a long time ago. And I was trying to encourage moms, like, here's a great recipe. This worked for my kids. This worked for homeschooling. And, you yeah, know, people yeah. go, oh, that's okay. I sort of like it. Hey Melissa, how are you going? How's it going? Ooh. Yeah, put your questions up on Facebook Live. That's cool, you guys. Because if you got a question for Ryan, I got him here. Ryan Dobson's on the podcast right now. So if you guys have a question, hit me, and I will ask him. But anyway, so I— All my
1: live people are, are mad because I'm not looking at their comments.
0: <laughs> well, it's hard when you, you know, we can't multitask. And I told you, I, I, got, I got old, and now I can't read. So there you go. I can't read when it's very close. So um, anyways, Melissa says, hi, from Washington State. Woo, woo. That's where Hello. I am. So that works. Anyway, so I, what I did was I forgot to put in, I forgot to plug my, my uh, crock pot in. So like dinner time rolls around and I'm thinking it's four o'clock. Why does my house not smell like chicken enchiladas? And Jay's got, you know, people coming over for dinner. So I don't know why. I just got on Facebook and I was like, hey, uh, here's the question, everybody. How do you feed 15 people when you've got cold, uh, soggy chicken enchilada in your crock pot? Oh. And some lady on Facebook actually sent me money for pizza which I thought was really nice. Cool. But you know what? It made That's like me a big Reddit
1: thing. I just yeah. think
0: it's community. People want to know that you're just like they are, that everybody forgets to plug their crock pot in. Everybody makes their kids cry yeah. on occasion. It's not the fail part. It's the get back up on your feet and go, all right, that didn't work. That was a fail yes. and keep yeah. going and keep improving. And, then and keep- turning
1: that voice off that, that just keeps saying what a bad job you did. You know, like, you know, I love, I love doing rebel parenting with Laura Because I get to hear from a woman all the time, like in a different way. I mean, I hear Laura, but let's be honest. I'm sure I tune a lot of what she says out because I hear her all the time. Annie wants to know if there's a woman on
0: Facebook that can give her money for pizza. (laughs) Maybe. Annie, just put it out there. I mean, you did. You never know. Someone's going to private message you. Maybe you're going to get 12 bucks for pizza. (laughs) Hit it up on Facebook and
1: get a little Venmo going, a little PayPal, something.
0: That's right. Ryan Ryan actually needs a coffee with sugar right now. I just need sugar. That's all I need. <laughs> need okay. No, you
1: don't dude. my sweet producer is So good. I know I worked <laughs> out this morning. I, I beat myself up. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. Here, but listening to Laura and hearing the people on the podcast and interviewing these people, the loudest voice in most women's head is the one saying she's doing a bad job. Yep. And therefore, as a husband, I've got to know anything I say is on top of that. Yep. And In my, you know, infinite wisdom as a man, it's like, yes, but you need to know this because it'll make you a better person. And (laughs) I really should bestow this amazing information that the Lord has handed down from on high to me. I just got to shut up. Like, I got to appreciate the struggle is real. I got two kids. We got a mortgage. We got, I mean, she co-hosts and homeschools and takes care of the house. I mean, it's enough. Yeah. It's enough already. The struggle is so hard. We just got to like, just calm it down. I love when you post about yoga and the world ended. It was like,
0: ah! Oh my goodness, you stretched out. No! Okay, so, so this is kind of interesting, Ryan. I kind of think, what do you think about this? So, I I was able to speak in Chicago. I just got home from Chicago, and I did the keynote address for the Itchy Convention. So, everybody who's listening, hey, Melissa, how's it going? I cannot read. I'm going to have to pull this closer to myself. I can't read what you're saying. I'll 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 get back to you, Melissa. Anyway, I was talking to uh I was talking to a whole bunch of people about homeschooling and kind of what, you know, how a can a husband encourage his wife? So this might be good for you, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. I so my husband is a ninja at this, as you know. And yep. we've been married for twenty-eight years and we got a whole bunch of kids. And I think one of my very worst days homeschooling, Jay came home and I mean, I'm in a puddle, right? I'm I'm like, why am I doing this? Why are we homeschooling? Why did we even Holy start this? I'm gonna put my cat, kids on the cat, bus yeah. like every other sane person in the world. And yeah, I'm on the yeah. couch and I think I had called him at work that day. And I think I said something like, You need to come home right now. There's gonna be a homicide or a suicide if you don't get home. <laughs> right? Because I I'm yeah. I'm not handling this thing very well. So he comes home and I'm on like day six of my yoga pants. Same yeah, t shirt. Same yoga pants. And Jay was like, you look you look hot. I love those yoga pants. Those are my favorite yoga pants. I was like, really? Are those your favorite? You like these? He goes, I love it. You could wear them for another straight week. Girl, you are rocking those yoga pants. I love them on you. And I was like, no kidding, really? Yep. And then he totally. gets right down. So now I'm like, I'm in a pile – Women, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm in a puddle on the couch and I'm crying and I'm thinking, why in the world are we even doing this thing at all? And He gets right down eye level with me and he goes, Ryan, this is a good tip for you. Pro tip, men. He gets right down and he goes, Heidi, St. John, look at me. And so I look at him and he goes, ordinary women would be dead right now.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, there is yeah, nothing yeah, no. ordinary about you. You have got this thing. And so I'm always telling dad, listen, it's okay to lie to your yep. wife. When she's, do- when she's anything but awesome, tell her that she's awesome. Right when when she yeah, but that's not a lie. Well, you know what it's I mean, not. though. When she feels like she's I failing do. and the, and she burned the pizza and the kids have been complaining and we've sharpie markered all over the wall, it's okay to go. You are killing it at this parenting thing because every time you say that to her, you know what she wants to be? Awesome. If you tell your wife she's awesome, she wants to be awesome. She's gonna want to aspire to that. It's like encouraging your kids, right? So oh, totally. That's, that's my little.
1: I- so Laura, we were struggling the day she was fighting with Lincoln and. Um he was fighting with her. She wasn't fighting with him. He and he just kept kind of picking at it and picking at it. And it was stressing Lincoln her out now. And, uh 10.
0: 10. All right. He'll be
1: eleven in just a few months. Got it. He is the sweetest, greatest. I mean, he is all uh, He's so much better than I deserve for how bad bad, bad of a bad of a dad of a dad I have been way back in my past. So um, uh, and she was saying like hey, Kayla. she didn't feel like she didn't feel like a good mom because of all the fights back and forth. And and I said, listen, I know you're a good mom and I know you're doing a good job and I can prove it. And she's like, no, you can't. I'm like, I can, because they had just come back from someone's house and they were so complimentary of Lincoln and Lucy and how polite they were. And they were saying, please and thank you. And they were complimenting the people on their food they cooked like, and I was like, wait, who? whose kids were these like our kids? And then my parents had taken him out and they were like, Oh my goodness, Lincoln held the door open for your mom and, and did all these things. And I said, you know, the where the, the place that he's stre- spreading his oats and, and testing you and pushing the boundaries is at home where he feels safe. He feels secure. You've created an environment where he says, how far is the boundary? Where is That's that line? Right. How yep. far can I push? He's not doing it with anybody else, but you've made this relationship so safe. And secure with him, he knows you're not going to stop loving him. I I know you're a great mom because of your fights. Yeah, that's why.
0: Yeah, like yeah. if he
1: was out, just smart mouthing my parents. I mean, they would tell me if he, if they were, you know, you I'm know, doing that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: and, I kind of am imagining your parents telling you that if that was actually the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. they're really good. They don't they don't just give unsolicited advice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe in that. Unsolicited <laughs> advice is criticism. That's all it is. <laughs> So, and they don't do it. They're really, really good about it. Yeah. They're really good. But when, but when I need it, I definitely go to them for it.
0: Yeah. Well, and you kind of won the lottery with the parents there. You did. You didn't do too oh bad.
1: Can I tell you the last thing I asked my dad? It was uh, two weeks ago.
0: Hey, hold on for one, one, one second. Kids. Ryan, stop. For those of you yeah. who are just tuning in. I see, I see. Thanks, Devin. I saw that. Um, this is Ryan Dobson on the show with me. So check out, is it Rebel Parenting, Ryan? Where are you at these days? Yep. dot RebelParenting.org.
1: RebelParenting.org rebelparenting.org.
0: And, uh, I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Uh, yeah, but we decided to do iTunes, the podcast live.
1: iTunes, Instagram, all those good places. Tony, you're right. One of my guys just said, I'm so glad you're being honest. Uh, he's so glad you're real. I'm struggling with homeschooling. It's true. It's a huge struggle. Yeah. I called my dad a couple of weeks ago. I'm worried about one of my kids. I'm not going to say why they're both amazing and they're great, but I was worried about one of them and um he has experience in this area i'm really trying to be general because i don't want to throw and put anybody on blast and (laughs) uh, you know whatever and you know what he said he said ryan i had the same thing and i can't tell you how many times i just prayed and wept and begged the lord for help i begged the lord i wept i prayed over and over and I was like, what? Like, he's got a PhD. He was a school counselor, district counselor at USC School of Medicine as a yeah. professor of pediatrics at Point Loma as a professor of pediatrics, uh, the Los Angeles Children's Hospital, all these things. And he was saying, I absolutely did not have the answer for this. The Lord was the only one that had. I have I have been so free in the last two weeks because I pray all the time for my kids yeah. because I'm just telling the Lord, I can't do this stuff. Like, I'm so... I'm so incapable. I, I'm, I'm, I'm volatile. Like all this skill, like we bought one of those big giant stickers for the wall, the fruits of the spirit, because yeah, I'm bad. At yeah. The fruits of the spirit. yeah. When I peeled it off, I ripped half the sticker and then had to tear the whole thing down. Cause I got mad. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Love, patience, peace, kindness, gentleness, you know, just self-control. To it. Yeah, self-control. Yeah.
0: Self-control. Totally. Self-control. It's, it's a small fruit, but you know, it's a fruit. Dude, I totally get it. I'm kind of wondering, like, you know, parents. We think about um, home. Well, just parenting is is a tough gig in at all, right? In general, but now you got a culture who's telling parents to stand down, right? They got you got a culture telling parents that they can do it better than you can. Um, I took my kid to the doctor. I wrote about this in becoming mom strong, right? Because I am like on fire for this generation of parents. Mom
1: strong is such a great one. Becoming mom strong. By the way, all you guys up there listening, becoming mom strong. What a better title, like. Seriously, you won the lottery on that one. That was so great.
0: Hey, you want to know? Here's a fun fact. Is that a Save the Stork shirt? It is. And I noticed you have your Save the Stork shirt, too. Save the Stork shirt! Represent! Represent! (laughs) Woo! Yeah. I love it. So I was going to say, I feel like this generation of parents, right? So correct me if you think I'm wrong about this, but I have a feeling we're going to see eye to eye on it. I think this generation of parents is going to be asked, their kids are going to be asked to answer questions that we can't even see coming. And so I oh, have been sure. trying to encourage moms, especially, you know, because my my focus really has been on on moms and on women, but just saying, listen, you guys are stronger than you think you are. And God says the answers are found in his word. And I think this generation of moms, if we if we can find our feet in prayer, just like what your dad was saying, there is power yeah. in prayer, right? The Bible says that a prayer of hmm. a righteous man is powerful and effective. And what are we doing? We're phoning a friend. We're venting on Facebook. We're yes. all these things that we're doing when we should be yeah. on. On our knees in prayer saying, God, right. help us. We need we need your help. We got to get yep. back to this simple act of just saying, Father, we're going to lay this out before you. We don't know what we're doing. We don't have the answers, but the answers are in the Word of God. So I talked to a man who said that the Word of God is no longer relevant. So like, right, I speak all over the country, and we're talking about uh, the authority of Scripture, and you know, Ryan, Ryan, you're watching this, right? Churches who are divided over the authority of scripture and whether or not um God's word is inerrant and all this. But man, just a simple going back to the word of God and saying, Lord, what are because God is not silent on the issues that this generation is facing, right? He's of not silent. Not. Of and so not. why no. do we why are we having to go to experts for our kids when God is saying, yeah. come to me, read my word, my Holy Spirit, I'm gonna help you, right? Is this what you're finding? Can I give you a
1: common quality of actual experts? Do it. And so you've been doing this for a while. I've been doing this for a while. I've been public speaking for forty-two years. This year, my first event was when I was five years old. <laughs> I, I recited Psalm one hundred to my mom's women's group of three hundred women. So,
0: well, when you're when your dad second. is the founder of Focus on the Family, I I kind of think right. that gives you a jump start. <laughs>
1: it, it exactly does. But what it did, I've been public speaking for decades and decades and decades, and I know. I know what's canned. I know shtick. I know something you've practiced. I know, I know when you're waiting to drop something in, I know that I hear it in my head. I can tell you of all the people I've ever interviewed with my dad family talk. We interviewed hundreds of people on rebel parenting. We're interviewing all the time. I mean, all my last podcasts, grounded and core, all those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews, the people that are actual experts that give real, Advice that works, the stuff that Laura and I use, because people come on and I'll look at a book and I hear them and I'm like, oh, toss that one. Never going to look at this one. Yeah. The real experts have an uncanny, deep, deep scripture and prayer life. Yeah. And it comes out naturally and I hear it because we're talking just like we are now. And, and someone goes, oh, yeah, because, you know, in first Corinthians, seven words says authority. And when, because we were talking with, we had a couple on yesterday talking about sex. We had, um, Where's the book? You're going to love this. Tim and Ann Evans were on talking about their book. Hey, naked,
0: Naked. a companion journal. Oh, that's the journal. (laughs) I'm sorry, but the irony on that is not lost on me.
1: (laughs) I know. Right. Isn't it great. You're supposed to go through the companion journal with your, with your spouse.
0: That's right. Um, Dude. I love that.
1: It was great. And you know, we're, we're talking with them and it's, they're just throwing scripture out left and right on the spur of the moment because their scripture life is so deep. And when we came to the end and we're saying, listen, there's so many people out there that have lost hope completely. They just have, they've lost hope. It's, they're just they're feeling beat down, and the culture says marriage is lost. And if you look at all the marriage tropes on sitcoms, you know, the longer you're married, the less sex you have, and your husband's going to look at porn, he's going to drink too much, and Google women, and you're going to be out of control. Blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah. No wonder marriage is in trouble. And and we said, you know, what advice do you have for those that just feel like they've given up hope? Yeah. And he goes, oh, we just want to pray for those people. And he and his wife both didn't give advice. They asked the Holy Spirit to intervene, and yeah. I was like then these are my personal counselors. These yeah. are my marriage counselors, my mentors. That's what they come in for. But that's the key. Your mom's listening. My people listening. Yeah. If you want to have a better life, the more of this you can get into and the more on your knees and in prayer you can be. And my parent, my mom is the president of national day prayer for 25 years. How do I not know this more? Mm-hmm. And yet it takes, it takes all. Well, so, I got to yeah. have a
0: theory. I get a theory about this rain. Cause, uh, I think you're right. I mean, this is a generation, right? We've grown up in the church. So many so many Christians that I talk to around the country, so many homeschool parents, like we've grown up in the church. But I believe, so two things, we're living in a generation of biblically illiterate people, right? Biblically illiterate Mm -hmm. Christians in particular. So Christians who claim the name of Jesus and we want his grace and his forgiveness, but we don't know his word and we can't defend it right? So, yep, you, so yep, you've got, yep. this is sort of one side of the equation. And the other side is a time, a, a culture that is literally um, suffering under an incredible deception. We are living in time, in a time of incredible deception. So you put this deception out there where we can't even say that men are men anymore and women are women, right? Because we've been, we've been so deceived. And then you've got a generation of biblically literate Christians. So it's kind of a perfect storm right now. And so I've just yeah, been encouraging yeah. parents to do exactly what you're saying, which is go back to the Word of God. Go back to we should know uh, what God says about basic things like marriage and human sexuality. We should understand fundamentally that these things have not changed. So the culture is saying, well, it's changed because, uh, or God's opinion changed because he understands the culture. And so, uh, you know, the the sort of underpinning of what we believe has shifted. But the thing oh, is, God you. says in Isaiah, the grass is going to wither and the flower is going to fade, but my yep. word's going to stand eternal. It's never going to change. My opinion, aren't you glad God God never changes? I'm glad because, Ooh, baby, man, glad. the culture yeah. is shifting all around us. And God is saying, hey, hang with me. I am not going to change. I am unchanged changing. And I think Christians need to be able to rest in that because this idea that we have yeah. got to uh, change with the culture because the culture is changing is rendering us ineffective in our defense of scripture because God said I stay the same. So to me, yeah. it's it, it kind of comes back comforting. to sort of basic apologetics. It's it's
1: more comforting to be a Christian because he doesn't change.
0: Yeah. Like if 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 all these moms
1: out there and all the dads that that are watching me and all the rebel parents and all the busy moms and the homeschool moms if you believe your faith is a fluid changing thing, if the if the God you believe in is a fluid changing God, that is so unsettling. Yeah. It's like living in an earthquake of faith thinking, yeah. well, am I doing it right today or am I not? Did he change today? Did he change yesterday? And God says, no, 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 Alpha Omega, beginning end, yeah. always the same. And we go, oh, thank you so much, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. We always say stop reading what someone else thinks about scripture and just go read scripture.
0: Yep. Well, it's a good time. Hello. Well, and I think too, uh, I think we've done I don't know, maybe a disservice to people at, in maybe pastors, and I'm not trying to dis pastors in general because my husband was a pastor for a really long time, so I yeah, have tremendous yeah. respect for the the work that um, men and women are doing in ministry. But to me. Yep. Uh, we've kind of made this, uh, we sort of have this immature body of believers now who thinks that we need a pastor to interpret scripture for us when the Holy Spirit is there to do that. Not that teachers aren't important because obviously they are, but yeah. it's like we go yeah. to church and we want our pastor to put on the suit of armor for us. But the Apostle Paul totally. said, do it yourself, right? I can't yeah. put on yeah, your yeah, suit yeah. of armor for you, Ryan, in the morning, right? You got to do that, dude. Yep. I mean, you know.
1: Okay. Totally, totally. So this is a big scriptural one. You want going to make a bunch of your listeners mad? Is that Okay. And here's the deal. Don't <laughs> complain to Heidi. My Twitter is at James Ryan Dobson or at Rebel Parenting. My Facebook is facebook.com slash J Ryan Dobson. So get so mad so at you don't there. don't Heidi. <laughs> Absolutely. You can go spread whatever you want. It's all good. We talked about the block button in the beginning. I'm, I'm total. I'm a big boy. You're down with so it. So our counselors wrote a book called Together and they believe marriage is equal. And people freak out over that all the time when I talk about, about it. You're talking about egalitarian?
0: Like, no. Is this what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay, got you. Uh,
1: and so I was talking about Ephesians the other day, and people were freaking out, you know? And I, and I was, oh, no. you know, saying they're that, saying, you know, husbands are supposed to lay their lives man. down for their wives and, and you know, all these different things. Because when Christ came, he was saying, you know, people are like, yeah, he's going to overthrow the government. And he's like, I totally am. It's not the way you think. And they were like, what? And he's like, yep, it's going to be completely different. And marriage was not the ideal anymore in the middle east when he said wives uh, submit to your husbands that wasn't revolutionary but husbands laying their lives down for their wives was revolutionary and i say when the two shall be you know it says the the, the man shall leave his father and mother the two shall become one it goes back to genesis the two shall become one it didn't say president vice president it didn't say superhero and sidekick it didn't say big guy and little buddy or or sheriff and deputy sheriff big or big guy and little, little buddy things. It says one, and I can't get beyond that. And so someone's like, Yeah, but in Ephesians, it says he's the head of her. And I go, Okay, sure. But I've asked my pastor who speaks Hebrew and Greek, and he's smarter than me. And he said, Well, some people interpret that, yes, as the authority and as the iron fist ruler. And some interpret it as headwaters because Eve was literally comes from. Adam's rib, it was the headwater. He is the source of her. But if you want to talk about authority in Corinthians, you know, 1 Corinthians 7 and yeah. you know, he doesn't have authority over his body and she doesn't have authority over her body, you know, that type of thing. And again, you get and I grew up Wesley and Nazarene, so trust me, I'm getting the I'm just getting put on blast by my conservative brothers out there <laughs> on this stuff, but this is what I tell them. You can say whatever you want. If you are laying your life down for your wife and your kids, as Christ did for the church, because nowhere Preach. in Ephesians does it say fair. Yeah. None of what happened to Christ was fair. He's God, he is sinless, blameless, but he was unjustly accused, unjustly tortured, unjustly killed, all of those things, all the horrible things said about him, what did he do? Nothing, didn't defend himself. I am who I am, that's it. If you're doing that, by all means, call it whatever you want. But. If you're not, if you're using that one scripture taken out of context yep. to settle the rules and settle all the arguments, yeah. Well, then you're just kind of a big jerk. And how free is your marriage? How? Let I mean, Here's what I really want to know. You want to know what I want to know? How good is your sex life? Because I'm guessing not not what you think it should be, or not, not what it could
0: be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here's what I'm. Th- I got a. I got a theory. I got a theory about this too, Ryan. Actually, I don't. I don't think it's going to make too many of my listeners mad because they're used to hearing me say pretty much the same thing you just said. So I think that uh, here. So my grandpa used to say this to me. Tell me what you think about this. My grandpa used to yeah. say, and my grandparents were together for 75 years. Right on my um on my mom's side, I come from a long line of divorce in my family. Like almost everybody mm. in my family is divorced, except for. My grandparents. And my husband and I, shortly after we were married, went to my grandparent my grandfather and we were like, okay, submission, talk to us. Talk to us about submission. Talk to us about yeah. headship in the home. Really want to know, you know, what do you have to say? Because I think Christians, will go to the mat for this stuff, right? We're going to the mat. We are going down. We're like literally. So right? funny. And my grandpa said, I think probably one of the wisest things I've ever heard, and he loved the Lord. This dude knew the scriptures, right? And he said, yeah, Heidi, yeah. in a healthy marriage. If your marriage is healthy, the issue of submission will never come up. The issue of submission will never come. Do you love my grandpa? Love your grandpa. Love your grandpa. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll never come up. No, but and honestly, you've jerk, got
0: a husband who's laying his his life down for his wife, and a wife who's respecting yeah. her husband and saying, yep. "I I love you. I want to come alongside you. I respect you." And in mm-hmm. our home, you know, you know, we believe, well, obviously, what the Bible says. So we call this uh, veto authority. So, right, the Bible says that my husband eventually is going to answer for our for our family, right? Because he is the head of our home, according to the Bible. So he answers, he's going to answer to that. And so I cannot think in 28 years, 30 years of being married, or not married, but together with Jay, come up 28 years of marriage, I cannot think of a single time when Jay has said, I am the head of this home, woman, and this is how it's going to be. Well, he, you know, you could make a case biblically that he could do that, but that would make him exactly what you said, which is a jerk, <laughs> right and that yeah, makes yeah, marriage yeah. very difficult and so a husband who's laying his, his life down for his wife is going to go tell me what to give I want to hear your heart let's talk about this let's communicate and we know because the Bible says this that that Jay has a headship in our home and so I respect him but he would never abuse yeah. that headship and I think I think that's what we right. see over and over and over yeah. again in unhealthy marriages that's what we saw in the church in the 70s oh my goodness and in the 80s and you know women are being abused in their homes by Abusive men who are then hiding behind the Bible. And then the, the pastor will say, Well, you're absolutely right, you know, because you have this authority in your home. Well, what do you end up with? You end up with an unhealthy marriage and an unhappy wife, and you're and you're right. Uh probably their sex life isn't so good either. That's what I'm thinking. I lost you. You froze. You froze in time. I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep talking. Okay, so I'm gonna take a second since you're frozen on my screen, and I'm gonna look I'm up dead. here. He's oh, he's gonna have to call me back. And I'll look up here. So, Natalie. Natalie, you love my grandpa. I love him, too. So, so here's something that we've been learning, I think, for a long time. Uh, well, maybe in just this idea of, oh, there he is. Ryan is connecting. I'm going to go back.
1: So, Random, you said the last thing I heard you say was church, and then uh, my whole internet shut down. And I was like, uh, <laughs> hello? It was a good pause face. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was awesome. Mm. I was like, I kind of, I'm starting to get the feeling that uh, maybe we're not supposed to be talking. When we're talking, I've been talking about spiritual warfare while you've been gone. I've been trying to kill time, you know, right. talking about spiritual warfare. And I've been talking about, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this because you know, I think oftentimes we think that the enemy are people, right? We think that our enemy, and oftentimes, obviously, I mean, use the block button right. on Facebook liberally, like I do, right? So. Sometimes we just need to disengage. But the Bible says in Ephesians 6 that this is a spiritual battle. And I was telling uh, listeners and everybody who's watching us on Facebook Live that you can't fight a spiritual battle using a carnal weapon. So we can't fight. You know, we got to fight like people, men and women who know the word. So we do that through knowing the word and training our children in righteousness and being on our knees in prayers. They're pretty much the weapons of spiritual warfare haven't changed.
1: 100%, 100%. My dad and I were talking about this because we talk all the time. Except that he's in Alaska right now fishing without me.
0: Not thrilled. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> you ever feel like
1: Satan just got you by the coattails and he just won't let go? You know, like it's it's one of those last-ditch efforts, like hanging on for dear life at the end. Of, you know, one of the, and it was like three or four weeks where it just wouldn't end. I'd wake up and. I get panic attacks. People that listen to my Facebook Live stuff, they know this, and they hear yeah. me on the radio. I, I struggle with anxiety and panic attacks. And I woke up the other morning. It was 6 in the morning. And people that will know this, it felt like like you throw a stone in a pond, and it radiates out. But it was heat. It just felt like, boom. And it just went hot all the way to my extremities. You get that instant. You sweat. Your whole body goes, I just sweat the whole thing. And you're like, oh, what's Adrenaline. Wrong? What what was wrong? Nothing. Just, you know. And then every little thing that could was just picking at me and picking at me and picking at me. And I just, I finally just said out loud, Satan, it's not happening. I'm not going to (laughs) quit. I'd rather die than quit. Oh my gosh.
0: That's what Jay and I say. We've been saying that for years. And Ryan, you know this about, I, I didn't know. Maybe you don't know this about me. My, everybody who's familiar with my Facebook page and my books know, I've, well, I was diagnosed with a panic disorder in my early 20s. So <laughs> I've spent you know most of my adult life, God's really given me freedom from a lot of it. Not the whole thing, but a lot of it um, as I've just learned to grow in my relationship with him. And I'm not dissing medicine because like I told everybody, I've been on and off it uh, mostly in my 20s and for sure. In my 30s, I'm coming up to the end of my 40s now. What the heck is going on? When are we getting to the end of our 40s? What in the world? Beers. I know, right? But I do think um, it's important, you know, when you realize, because we've said the same thing. We're like, you know what, Satan? Not today. I saw Beth Moore the other day. She had a, a t-shirt on. Maybe you've seen her with us. And it said, uh, not today, Satan. And I told my daughter, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I need that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I need definitely. that shirt because so much yeah. of it is just going, okay, you know what? I'm going to do what God asked me to do in spite yeah. of this physical thing, in spite of this what the heck, I'm so I'm so filled with adrenaline that I can't think straight. You know, and the panic is the panic attacks are real, and that is no fun. Oh. And just to be yeah. able to go, you know what? I I'm going to do this thing anyway. I'm not going to let this deter me. And I think you know, I I was telling the uh, gals in Chicago this last weekend that when I knew the Lord was asking me to speak, and I, I I did serious business with God. I was like, really, right now, because it's generally not considered wise to ask panic girls to talk in front of people, right? Nobody with a panic disorder ever wants to get up in front of people and talk. And I just heard the Holy Spirit. And there haven't been that many times in my life when I just could almost hear the voice of God audibly. And he was just like, Moses, (laughs) you know? Uh, I mean, God works, he works in weakness. He wants to work in our weakness and he wants to work in our frailties so that he can get the glory for it. So that we don't just go, well, you know, I was just born with this amazing gift and that's just how I am, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, that's an interesting one. I get panic attacks never on stage. Never.
0: Yeah, they're, for, they're, they're random things, right? Yeah. Or before oh, you go up well, on stage. No,
1: all, mine is mostly business and family stuff. Like if our account gets low because we, you know, I quit my job and started Rebel Parenting from scratch and that's what we do. Yeah. If it gets low, then my, my emotions just do this, you know, it's – and it's yep. embarrassing and I tell the Lord it, you know, like, like a check will come in and I'll feel amazing and then my brain's like, you weakling, you just <laughs> – how silly that this is the thing that's giving you joy today. And I was like, I know I hate it, but, and then I, my, my big one too, I stopped beating myself up. I just, I'm, I am, I'm strict with myself. Um, I'm honest with myself, but I'm not going to beat me up anymore. I'm just not going to like, yeah. when we first started rebel parenting, the first two or three podcasts don't have music cause we couldn't get music rights. And, Things like that drive me crazy. You should talk to and Jay. Cho- Jay
0: wrote the music for my podcast.
1: I just chose to not like, Hey, I got two podcasts up. It's better than not getting them up at all. Yep. And I'm learning to just whatever that roadblock is, whatever that hurdle is. Well, whatever, you know, like, so do you know who Jocko is? He's a podcaster. Yep. yep. So we're booking him for rebel pair team for his kid, The Way of the Warrior Kid. yeah. And I was watching his podcast the other day and I was talking to his uh, producer, or one of the guys, and the guy was like, you know, this thing happened that went wrong, and he's like, I didn't want to tell you. And he's like, why not? He's like, because I know what you're gonna say. And Jocko started laughing. He's like, what am I gonna say? And he's like, you're gonna say good. <laughs> you know, the mission didn't work, good. We ran out of gas, good. I'm really tired, good. I didn't sleep very well last night, good. I always seen that, it drives me crazy. And he goes, I know, but it's, it's, it's an opportunity to grow. I'm glad. And like, this is my thing with marriage. And I want, I, I really am gonna start preaching this in a big, big way. So I watch MMA, I'm a big fighter and I love all that kind of stuff. But Joe Rogan's got a podcast and he hunts, he got way into hunting and bow hunting. And so I was listening to one of his and he was talking about his scale of fun. And this is a weird one, but it's gonna come back to marriage, I promise. But he said, roller coasters are fun, But it's not long-term fun. You don't go on a roller coaster and 10 years from now, you're going, oh, Heidi, remember that time we went up and then we went down and then we went up and down and and then we twisted and then we go, whoa, remember that? What? That's nothing. And he was talking about a hunting trip they had been on that was just miserable. And it immediately reminded me, my dad, and he's with his best friend right now, Herb Fisher, they're hanging out in uh, Pennsylvania and Washington, DC. Yeah. They had lunch with the president yesterday and he got to take his best friend. Like he got to take my mom and he got to take his best friend and his wife. And they're just like geeking out over it. But we were hunting with Herb and my dad. I didn't see one elk. My dad didn't see one elk. Herb saw one, no shots, no harvesting. We got rained on, snowed on, hailed on a windstorm. We were soaked and wet and we laughed the entire time. We laughed and the tent broke like we had to sleep by the door and hold the tent door closed with your hand and you'd fall asleep and it would wake open. We laughed the whole time. We've talked about it for a decade because it was so funny. That's why your marriage is good. Your marriage is good because you went through hell and high
0: yeah, Yeah,
1: we lost Laura's mom on May 18th, 11 years ago this is the worst time of the year for us because yesterday would have been her mom's birthday. It's my mom's birthday and it would have been her mom's birthday. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And then two weeks before it was the anniversary of her mom passing away and mother's day all in this little,
0: nice, you know,
1: it stinks, but because we embrace it, I'm so glad Laura is sad because it shows how much she loved her mom and how much her mom loved her and yes. we're strong and we love each other today because of all the t- terrible things we've gone through. And that's why I want people to embrace it. Like whatever bad is going on in your life, look at it and be like, yeah, the Lord wants us to have this amazing, strong marriage. That's why we're going through all this junk. <laughs> like, so you can get through it. And you can look at Laura and I talked yesterday. We flew to Australia when Lincoln was one. We took a 14 hour flight with a one year old. It was
0: not awesome. I sat
1: down in my chair at one point and a fork had wedged in the seat and I, I literally stabbed myself with a fork. I had to stand up and pull it out of my thigh.
0: Nice. That's how bad
1: the fuck was. Oh my word. And we got
0: off that flight.
1: Lincoln was awake the entire flight, like colicky, the whole deal. She looked at me and she's like, There's nothing we can't do after that. <laughs> It's true. Ryan. We flew from, We flew to see her family after that trip. We flew a nine-hour flight from Australia to Hawaii. I know, super rough life, first world problems, I get it. But I get it. Nine-hour flight with a one-year-old, and all of our family was like, how did you do it? We were like, we can do nine hours on our head. What are you talking about? Like, nine hours, you know? It was <laughs> great. But when you go through those struggles, you look back, and you're like, we did this together. Like, you and Jay have done that. I mean, yeah. the the RV burning down, and all the stuff going on getting stranded and it breaking oh, down Oh, that's and- right. We
0: lost our transmission in your parking lot over there at uh, Family yeah. Talk. I'm pretty sure. That was fun. You're stronger for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good story wouldn't too. You
1: wish your kids, but you're still stronger for yeah. it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally right. Hey Ryan, I'm going to ask I'm going to I'm going to turn off Facebook Live here, but before we leave, I want you to give my audience um a little bit of how can they get a hold of you? How can they follow you? Uh, Where are you at online and what are you doing with rebel parenting? Give me like the 30 second rundown.
1: Rebel parenting is if you're pointed in the right direction, if you're trying, then we're the place for you. We are not guilt. We're not shame. I'm not going to try to heap a bunch of stuff on your plate that you're not already doing and making you feel guilty for it. Uh, Rebel parenting. You can find us. We're pretty easy to find online at rebel parenting. A lot of social media, uh, iTunes and SoundCloud rebel media. If you're in the Colorado area, we're putting on a marriage conference in August. You can email me help at rebelparenting.org is my personal email address. It'll go right to me in my computer. Um, And then Laura and I are speaking at a marriage conference in November here in Colorado. And we're going to do a live uh, Rebel Parenting podcast with a very special guest. I'm not allowed to announce,
0: but it's very
1: (laughs) special. It's very special. It's going to be a good time.
0: All right, so Holly, Holly, thank you. you. Holly says, thanks for doing this live. Um, She's visual and now she can visualize the podcast. So that's awesome. Yes, awesome. thanks for encouraging awesome. and challenging in the word. You guys, that that's and I know Ryan will agree with me here, that is where your answers are going to be found. Like we can we can encourage you by what God's teaching us, but we're not the final authority. The word of God is the final authority. We're going to send you always back to the Bible. Go back to the word. Spend time on your knees in prayer with your kids. Let them see you crying out yeah. to the Lord. Let them see you just going, "Lord, I don't have the answers. Help me. Help me. Help me." And then wait and see what God will do. You have. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end this. Jay, you have to click on finish. Oh, I got one me.
1: more thing to do. I got one giveaways. Th-
0: All right. Oh, wait. Okay. We got giveaways. Oh, wait for okay. it. So I'm going to
1: July 1st. We're interviewing Tim and Ann Evans on their book "Naked."
0: Naked. Yeah, isn't that a great Reclaiming answer? sexual oh. intimacy in marriage. I don't think anybody. Wait. Hold on. Yeah. Keep it up there, Ryan. I'm going to do something really geeky and turn this around. They can't see you. Ooh. Oh,
1: only you can see this.
0: No, nope. but now they can. Okay. Nah.
1: So <laughs> I'm giving that away. All right. I'm also giving away, and this is free, 20 takeaways from 40 years of marriage.
0: Who's that? Who did that?
1: Tim and Ann Evans. They wrote that. That's 40 and years of marriage. I want that. The other one, that, this is the one that's going to get most traction. It's titled, Why You and Your Spouse Need to Schedule Sex and How to Have It More Frequently.
0: Oh, man. All right, we're screenshotting that. So, why? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Come wow. Facebook
1: page, go to Facebook.com slash JRyan Dobson and uh, hit me up there, and I will send it out to each and every one of you. Appreciate Whoa. it. Thanks, you guys. Heidi. See
0: that. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Take care. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. All right. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.